Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic segment. Please join me in welcoming to the show co-founders and CEOs with Thrills High Flying Adventure Park, Rob and Lisa Cannon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for having us. Rob and Lisa, before we get too far into things, do one of you want to take a stab at explaining what Thrills is and how you're serving folks? Sure. Um, well, Thrills is the first high-flying indoor uh, entertainment center. Uh, it's really uh, fantastic for both children, uh, teenagers, and adults. Um, it's basically a high-flying, adrenaline-pumping, uh, free-falling it's basically a two-story system where it has a splash of Wipeout, a splash of Ninja Warrior, and a splash of Circus. You do everything on the second floor, and you do it over stuntman airbags. And, for example, you do zip lines on harness. You let go, you fall into an airbag. You come out of slides, you go shooting, and you come into airbags, somewhat like a water park. So it has a combination of all of those it creates that feeling of flying. And, you know, one of the things we have is, is a sweeper where it goes around and it knocks you off. And what I always like to say is, you know, most of the fun is losing because when you lose, you get that feeling of, of free falling and landing in an airbag, which is a very uh, pleasant experience. Um, now, I, I hope that uh, so the, the other thing that, that Thrills offers is, you know, we have multiple revenue lines. We do add laser tag. We have e-gaming, which is really hot now. Uh, we have axe throwing, a virtual reality arcade, a virtual reality roller coaster. So one of the things that we've tried to create is not just a high-flying adventure park, but a true family entertainment center. Now, is this something where you can drop your kids off and then they can spend a, an hour or is that an all-day thing? Like what kind of experience is it for the, the customer? So we be, so the, the average person coming in to do fly time is usually between an hour and two hours. Um, we do offer team building, which can be anywhere from two hours to four hours. We do birthday parties, which are two hours. But the basically, yes, you can drop your children off you can drop whoever off you want leave them for a couple hours um the nice thing is we are in a retail area so people can go do their errands and things and come back and then um how'd you come up with the idea so we were franchise ease of a trampoline park called bounce trampoline sports which we are no longer franchisees but so we ran a, a trampoline park for three years. Uh, we have a terrific relationship with our landlord and a, and a, a very, uh, good rent, I, I should say. And he offered us, uh, 26,000 feet next door. And my Lisa said to me, Rob, you got to come up with something. You got to come up with something. We got to take that space. It's time to expand. And I basically scoured the internet, scoured the internet, scoured, did a ton of research other places, looked at every possible venue, you know, bumper cars, go-kart racing, volleyball, 
I could go down the list. And I happened to be looking, and I saw on a ski mountain these people going off jumps, flying through the air, and landing on these stuntman airbags. And I said, wow, what about if we brought that inside, had slides and things, and, you know, we originally called it thrills with no skills, (laughs) and you just do fun stuff. And literally with no skills, we've added in a bunch of more competitive and and, um, uh, ninja type things. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the park is skills with no thrills. So that's and I guess it came back to if you really want to talk about going all the way back to six, seven, eight, jumping off walls as kids. Right. You know, always wanting to fly, always wanted to be Iron Man. And the feeling of that weightlessness and flying, I guess, is what I tried to accomplish with it. And then the person can do this, like you said, it can run as a ninja warrior type uh, competition where you're kind of, it takes some skill to do some of the activities, but some of it is just jumping and and falling. Right. And, you know, we have climbing walls. So you climb up climbing walls as opposed to letting go on a harness, you let go and you fall into the airbag. So the accomplishment of climbing up the wall is the reward of falling backwards into the airbag. Right. So you can... So with team building, we do all sorts of different um, team building events that that create a camaraderie and a cohesiveness with people. And a lot of that is through various competitions, both cerebral, cerebral and physical. Now, is this something like you create kind of your own league or leagues developing within your facility where people are competing uh, you know, against them or different groups? Well, what we do, we do the, as far as that goes, no, we do specific team building, specific birthday parties. We'll do various things like that. What we do have every week is we do have e-gaming tournaments. Um, so as far as that goes, we are looking into a laser tag league. Um, again, it's, it's, it's running pilot programs of these to see if you have enough interest. And if it does, we will continue and, and grow it robustly. And then are the clients mostly young people? Like I, I would imagine you know, anybody can do it, but where's the kind of the sweet spot of a customer? Yeah, it, it, I'm glad you asked that. So our trampoline park, which is actually adjacent to the, the Thrills High Flying, uh, high flying Park, um, one of the cool things that we have noticed is that the trampoline park is a younger demographic. Um, more, I mean, literally from age one or two, up to kind of 13, 14. And there are parents and older kids and show on and so forth. But what's happened is there, it's a 48 inch minimum over at Thrills. And so what's had a height requirement. And so what's ended up happening is we've developed a more teenage 17, you know, the sweet spot is definitely, you know, still 12 years old, 11, 12, 13 years old. But we've developed a really solid business with you know, the 15, 16 to 22 year olds, we have a tremendous amount of parents that come in with the kids and go, oh, my God, this is so much fun. I got to do it, too. Um, so we, we really have a dichotomy of, of the type of people who come in and and uh, participate in the rows. Yes, it, it's really, really special. And we don't disappoint. We really uh, there's not one demographic that we target, really age demographic. We've really been bringing joy to a to a wide range of ages. So now, um, 
I would think that this uh, dovetails nicely with what the young people like now more of creating these experiences and these memories rather than kind of buying the latest, you know, shirt or toy or something. Is that, do you find yeah, that this is absolutely. more kind of the person that's looking for that kind of an experience? Yeah. You know, I, I know what you're talking about. Harris group did a study and uh, they determined that 72% of millennials would rather spend money on experiences rather than hard goods. And uh, I guess that's a trend that we've been going on as a service industry, you know, economy for a long time. But, uh, yeah, it's fascinating. And we do fit right into that. And, you know, with social media and, and, the, and you know, Instagram, Instagram and, and Facebook and, and, and people and kids sharing their experiences, uh, especially the millennial really hits home in it and it makes us uh you know that's the it's a it's a solid part of our business yeah right i would imagine you're very instagram friendly there's a lot of photo opportunities and video opportunities for everybody we get a lot of customers through instagram uh when people instagram their experiences it attracts a huge huge clientele now, what was it like kind of making the transition from being a franchisee of a concept to now being a franchisor, uh, the franchisor, because the business of franchisor isn't really doing the business anymore. It's helping other people be successful in the business and training them and equipping them with the tools and the resources they need to be successful. How did you kind of navigate those waters? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Um, so we originally were... Um, like everybody else, I had a nine-year-old, and, and he went to a competitor's trampoline park for a birthday party. I said, oh, my God, I love this business. Nothing breaks. There's no electronics. It's healthy. It's fun. I did it. I loved it. So we decided that we could build a better wheel. And we ended up uh, opening Bounce Trampoline Sports, which I'll be honest with you, we had zero support from our franchisor. Uh, we ended up uh, it's a good thing we are entrepreneurs because we ended up really building this place, designing it, uh, running it uh, our way. And we were so successful in one of the more successful trampoline parks in the country. We said, hey, let's take this to another level. Let's come up with a new concept and let's make a, a franchise system that's really great for the franchisees that we can support that we know how to run these parks. Our special sauce is running these parks. We can pass that on to you. Lisa's here every day. I'm here every day. We know the nuts and bolts. We have built up a party business. We do 35 parties on a busy Saturday. We know how to build these businesses and run these businesses. We know what people like. We know how to treat people. We know the experience that people are looking for when they come into our parks. So, um, what we have done to build our franchise system is we have uh, hired a internal, a robust internal staff. We have designers. We have uh, uh, David Leach is our uh, you know, head of marketing. He does all our Instagram, Facebook, and things like that, as well as our print and video. Um, we have hired MSA Worldwide as our consultants to build out our system, our franchise system, so we are ready to go and we are robust enough that we can handle a large number of franchisees, best lawyers. We have, we are, our manuals are, you know, look like a bunch of world dictionaries. We have everything in there that you need to know to run a park. 
and we are here 24-7 to help you run the park. Our, our, our training is two weeks at your place, two weeks at our place. We will have you ready and we will be there that you are able to run a successful, uh, outstanding park um, and get the reviews that we get. Uh, we, we are very successful uh, on Google at both our parks, and we'd like to pass that on. I think we can. So now do you have kind of in your head what that ideal franchisee is going to look like? Do you have an idea of a profile? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the you know, it's basically the qualified candidates. I mean, uh, whether they're single unit or multi-unit, whether it's an investment group or individuals, uh, that's fine. But we're looking for, you know, business-minded entrepreneurs that are really looking to grow with a fun, innovative, and forward-thinking business. You know, it, this is the next generation of these FECs, uh, you know, uh, family entertainment centers. Um, the single unit franchise cost is $60,000. You need to have a half a million dollars of uh, liquid assets. And um, the investment somewhere between two two and two point two million and two point nine million, um, to give you an idea. Now, is the person that's going to do this? Are they an entrepreneur, or are they like a retired executive, or are they former military? Do you have an idea of kind of what this person looks like? You know, I it's interesting the. I don't think we have an idea of what that actual person looks like. I think everybody's in a situation if it's a retiree and, you know, we do, we're working with people now who are selling businesses and getting out of businesses or looking to go into new businesses at this stage in our life. So we have those. We have had some military people look into it. We'd love to have them. I've worked with a tremendous amount of military people in the past. I absolutely love the attitude and, and the, uh, the, the wherewithal that the, the military, uh, the work ethic really is what they bring to the table. Um, so I, I don't think there's a specific type. Look, would I love to have a family office with, you know, a couple hundred million dollars who is building out franchises? And, and, and yes, of course. Is it private equity? Of course. Um, is it an individual who is just getting into franchising who wants to be part of something exciting? Yes. So it's, it's, it's somebody who looks at this business and says, I got to have it. This is so much fun making kids have fun, watching kids laugh, watching parents laugh and have fun, you know, and, and, um, that's what we're looking for. Uh, the nice thing about our business is we're really busy on Friday, Saturdays and Sundays during the week. It gives you a lot of time to live your life. Um, and that's the other nice thing about it. Now, uh, have you honed in, in a kind of what a good location looks like? Do you have a feel for that? Yeah, uh, you know, like the suburbs of Atlanta are obviously perfect because you have the real estate. There's a tremendous amount there. You have such a great population in Atlanta that you don't need to be in the city center per se. Um, so yeah, you're looking for a, basically a 28,000 to 40,000 square foot, uh, um, warehouse type thing could be an old supermarket could be uh but it doesn't necessarily have to be in a strip mall what i found is if you can get a better rent being near commercial and retail areas but not necessarily on the strip because you get a better rent and you have the parking as well as the space for the building i think that's the ideal situation 
And we're a destination. See, that's the other thing. You create, by doing these family entertainment centers, Lisa's correct, you create a destination. So if you can create that destination, you don't have to be on the main strip, is I guess what I'm saying. Right, and that gives you a a really good, uh, much better deal from a rent standpoint when you're out of the mall as opposed to in the mall or the strip center. Correct. Yes, sir. Now, uh, what has been the most rewarding part of the adventure for you? <laughs> we love, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, she said, we said we love working together. And I will tell you, uh, it's been great. What's really cool is, you know, my background is finance. Uh, Lisa's background is more marketing. And we've come in here. It's It's really cool because we have come in as partners and, organically i have taken on certain things lisa has taken on certain things and when things come about i do it or lisa does it but it's never a discussion we know whose job that's going to be and it's been extremely rewarding after um you know 35 years of combined work on wall street to come in build a business that is tangible as opposed to looking at screens and creating something that's successful. But truly, truly the best part about this is, you know, we love kids. And, you know, Lisa and I are both on the board of Make-A-Wish Foundation. Lisa is a child advocate at Connecticut. And we've always loved children. We've always given to children's charities. And watching kids come in here and have a blast and have fun and 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 just, you know, pure not, you know, looking at TV, getting off the couch, getting exercise and laughing and watching the mom and dad. You know, if you, if you go on thrillsdanbury.com, you can't help but laugh when you see these kids fall. And it's just the total pure fun of, uh, you know, of, of, of making people happy. Now, you mentioned uh, you had a child. Uh, what, is your kid the coolest kids because they have access to this for their friends? Yeah. Well, we actually have two kids. We have a 23-year-old and a 15-year-old. He started to grow out, but it's funny. The, we have more nieces and nephews than I ever knew I had. And they're here all the time. And, uh, yes, he was the most popular person in, in ninth and, and eighth and seventh grade. His friends were here every weekend. That's true. That's, but, uh, more nieces and nephews show up, and uh, they attack my candy counter. But... Uh, <laughs> They are the coolest because it's, it's a new group of friends every time. But yeah, we're, it's fun. Now you mentioned um, the Atlanta region. Uh, is there somebody here that you have set up as a franchisee, or are you looking for somebody here in Atlanta? No, we're we're looking. We're looking. Uh, you know, look the the growth in Atlanta is fabulous. The growth prospects for Atlanta. The uh, you know the highly educated. You know, Georgia is a is a state that is very uh, I, I shouldn't tell you, but or your listeners, but it is a state that is very business friendly, that is actually very uh, franchise friendly. So yes, we would love to do business in Atlanta as well as Georgia, but especially Atlanta, and uh, you know we're we're ready to support and, and build and uh, bring on franchisees in uh, in the Atlanta area. Now, do you have any franchisees up and running yet? No. So what happened was, is our our year financials, we needed year financials before we could uh, actually um, post those and market those in our FDD. 
So those came out at the end of September. So we've been hardcore marketing um, since then. And as you know, with an investment this high, the, the closure rate takes a little longer. Right. Um, and, and truthfully, the number of candidates is smaller. Having said that, we are extremely profitable. Our numbers came out fantastically the first year. You know, we, we did a million eight in, in sales with an EBITDA of 33 and a third percent. Um, and it's still going strong. Our numbers are up 15% year over year. And, um, we offer a fantastic opportunity. You know, the way I look at the investment is would I rather run five of something or one of something with great returns and, and great prospects? And, uh, that was also our thought when we, when we did the, uh, the large parts is that, um, we would run it rather run a few large ones than have many, many different small stores of different kinds. Now, what advice would you give that person that is, um, you know, maybe they are transitioned out of the corporate world and then they uh, haven't ever taken the leap into something entrepreneurial like this. Um, what advice would you give that person to really consider this as a way to maybe supplement their income as they get older, make more, maybe more money than they made in their corporate career? But it is different than working a corporate job. Well, absolutely. Every day, you know, you're wearing your own business on your sleeve. You own it. And, and, you know, like I, I say to my cashiers when they come in, I say, you are me. And whatever you do and how you act and how you greet people is me doing it. So your face is on the front lines now. You're not part of a business. You are the business. So, you know, everything, everything is customer service. You have to have the ability to be wrong. You have to have the ability to be humble. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times you have customers come up and they have a concern or something and you say, I am sorry, I will take care of it. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. So that changes a lot. The, the most important thing is make sure you know what you're getting into. Make sure you have, um, a fantastic, uh, franchise system that you're getting involved with, do your research, do your work. Um, we did not in our first situation. And that's why we believe we can offer to new franchisees what what we didn't have and what they need. But I would make sure they do the work and the research, uh, make sure they know what they're getting to, the system they're getting into, and the people they're getting involved with. Now, looking back, if you could do it over again, obviously, uh, your first experience wasn't optimal, but what would be, looking back, some red flags that maybe you ignored at the time that a potential franchisee uh, should pay attention to and give maybe more weight than they think at, at the, uh, those early stages when you're kind of exploring? Yeah, I think you have to understand where the business is in as far as the curve. And what I mean by that is, you know, trampoline parks have been around for a while. We were towards the end of the cycle of the original trampoline park. So we were a little late. We had to adapt. We had to do different things um, to make our park different, better than other parks. So we had to have tremendous amount of in innovation to do that. So I think you have to know definitely we had to have a better understanding of where we were in the cycle of the trampoline park. 
I think that was uh, something that we were short-sighted on. However, however, we are very excited about our big trampoline business. And, and again, but we had to do things to make it better. Um, I think, uh, obviously, I made a mistake uh, with the franchising. You know, I went to a competitor and, and they had nothing in the area when I did try to I when I did try to uh, open a trampoline park with a more substantial, uh, v- very um, uh, well national brand. And one of the interesting things were they were um, one of the interesting things are is they were very strict. They were very strict on everything they did, how they train you, what they do, what they do. And then I spoke to this next franchise or who we went with, and he was the opposite. And I said, well, I don't like being told what to do. I'm going to go with these guys. Well, it's a mistake. There's a franchise system in place for a reason. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. We have invented the wheel. We have a great wheel. We are continually updating our wheel. We are making it better continuously, and um, and uh, so that that I would say that's that's pretty much it. If, if that was helpful, yeah, that's great. I mean, that, that's what we're trying to help the listener understand. You know, make informed choices, and and like you said, it is all about fit because it you want a good fit, and you want a franchise that is you know, seems like they know what they're doing and they got a lot of this figured out. And I think you guys uh, really differentiate yourself by being, have been, having been a franchisee and kind of seeing the good, the bad, the ugly, you can now build a franchise with all of your favorite parts, the best practices. And I got to be honest with you, you just took the words out of my mouth. What we have done is we're creating a hybrid of our two parks. We are taking all the knowledge we have of running these two parks, one for almost four years, one for a year and a half, and we are piling it in. And, you know, if you came and sat with us and met us, you would realize that we care about your money as much as you do. And it it might sound like, you know, ha, ha, hoo, hoo, but I'm being honest with you. If you sat with us, we will do everything we can for you to be successful. And obviously the follow-up to that is we become successful but we are there to support you and make you successful and uh through our experience i think we can and that's the beauty of franchising everybody's incentives are in line like everybody it's it's in everybody's best interest for you to help them be successful correct and we're extremely passionate about our brand and if somebody wanted to learn more about the Thrills brand and uh, get involved and maybe see some of those videos in action of seeing the, what the customers, all the smiles of the customers, and also if they wanted to get information about the franchise, or there were some websites or some social media coordinates? Yeah, so so thrillsfranchise.com has all our franchises. And that's Thrills with a Z, right? Yes, sir. I'm sorry about that. Right, right. Very good catch. Thrills with a Z, franchise.com. And then our local store is Thrills Danbury, D-A-N-B-U-R-Y.com. And that has a tremendous amount of content and video and pictures. And people will be able to get the idea of what this park looks and feels like. Good stuff. Well, uh, Rob and Lisa, it sounds like you guys have a lot of this figured out. And best of luck as you grow no, this thank thing. Thank you so much. And we will keep our eyes open here in Atlanta for people that might be interested in this concept. 
Uh, appreciate you guys coming on and telling your story. I can't thank you enough for having us. And uh, when we open five of those down there, we'll come back on the show. Sounds good. All right. This Take is, care of yourself. All right. Thank, thank you. you. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio. 